Welcome everyone to another episode of To the Portuguez. My name is Angela Simoes, and this is a podcast hosted by Palcus, where we talk about all things Portuguese. And all things Portuguese doesn't just include food and culture and what people are doing in the festas or even businesses. You know, things that affect the mainstream population also affect Portuguese people, right? And that includes mental health. And mental health is not something that's talked about frequently in our community. Um, we did have, over the pandemic, series of webinars. We did um, speak with one doctor and we touched on the mental health issue, but we haven't really come back to that. And I I think it's becoming you know so much more prevalent in the mainstream news. I think we're seeing much more of it in our in our community. And so today's guest will touch on that and we would love to hear your feedback as listeners. Are there specific things about mental health that you would like us to be talking about, bring awareness to? questions that you have, anything like that, you know, we're, we're here for you and we want to be addressing the issues that are most important to you. So with that, I will introduce J.M. De Silva, who is QA director with GenPsych. And thank you, J.M., so much for joining us today. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for that great introduction. So as you were saying, I, you know, my name is J.M. De Silva and I am the director of quality assurance for GenPsych which is a mental health organization in the state of New Jersey. Just a couple of things about GenPsych to give you background on me is uh, GenPsych as a mental health organization. We touch on various components of mental health, including substance use, eating disorders, using various mechanisms, CBT, DBT, et cetera, of all ages, right? As young as eight and as old as you can imagine. So really just getting out in the community, the whole state of New Jersey, really being active and making sure that we're really providing the services that, um, well, that's needed in each community here in New Jersey. So with that being said, I thought it was really important that we take the umbrella of mental health and we sort of cover it over the Portuguese community. Historically, you know, the Portuguese community, and I would say even just Europe as a whole, has stigmatized mental health. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that has affected our community because it, it sort of, it makes us think that it's not okay to talk about. And it's mm -hmm. something that I can just talk to maybe a family member about some problems I had and I'll be fine and I'll push it down and I'll get through it. But the right. truth is after years and years of doing that, what that does is that creates generational ill effects of mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted just to be able to address certain things on that. I want to sort of get started and just say that some of the issues that are even going on in Portugal in a research study that was actually done by the State of the Global Workplace Report in 2021 placed Portugal at the top of the list of countries among 18 Western European respondents who experienced more moments of worry throughout the day. Hmm. Um, Yeah, right. And so in addition to that, in that same research article, you can um, see that Portugal actually ranks second and fifth in the perception of daily stressful moments and situations. So when you look at stats like that, you think, okay, so where's the disconnect, right? So they're experiencing these stressful moments throughout their day. They're worrying about it, but still it's being reinforced to them that it's kind of not okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I've think that the best place for us as a community to start is really just informing our constituents and really being able to say, this is what mental health looks like. 
this is what healthy mental health looks like. Mm-hmm, and this is mm-hmm. what maybe not so healthy mental health looks like. And this is how we can help. And this is what you can do. I think that it's really important to note that even just as a Portuguese American, what that looks like for us is going to be very different to what that looks like to the Portuguese who are for sure. uh, mm-hmm. born and raised in Portugal, mm-hmm. right? So we're coming in with this whole acculturation, assimilation aspect, right? So for those who don't know, right, acculturation is really an integration of your cultural identity and your new cultural identity, right, as being an immigrant versus assimilation, which some Portuguese Americans do do, is really giving up that previous identity Mm -hmm. and not being able to really say, I confuse who I was and who my family was or who my family is and integrate that with American culture. I can't do it, Right. right? So that's just another component of how, you know, our our community is getting impacted by that. Right. I know for myself, I'm a first generation American. And with my grandmother, my mother, me being in the field of mental health, it was almost like, why would you do that? Like, mm-hmm. what what is that? What kind of job is that? Is that a mm-hmm. real job? Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like time and time again, the Portuguese community has this idea or this perception of what a real job, job. is <laughs> <laughs> and mental health. No, it doesn't fall in that mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. per se, but I really think that it's sort of just like reinforces how important that is for our community. Yeah. So I'm third generation um, American born. And so while I don't have a really like an immigrant experience or a, or a daughter of immigrants experience, I have been involved in the Portuguese community my entire life, literally. And so I still am able to see a lot of patterns and and things that I've always thought were interesting. And as you you know become an adult, you you kind of put them in perspective for the bigger picture, right? And I'm, you know, I feel like I'm not surprised at the stats that you mentioned because we like we Portuguese love our sad father, right? We love our torturous past <laughs> or historical past right mm-hmm. um we joke about how all the the velhotas are always praying and everything is uh, suffering and everything is i'm odouge and you know we, we joke about that but i mean it is still very much reality and then i even remember seeing an episode of anthony bourdain's show mm-hmm. and he was in lisbon and he attended a father show and then he was talking to the to the Fadisha afterwards, and he was asking her, you know, why are why are the the Fadu songs always so sad? Yeah. And she literally yeah. said, "Well, we Portuguese, we like to be depressed, you know." And <laughs> yeah. and it, yeah. I laughed so hard when I when I heard her say that because it's like, yeah, we kind of do, and and here we are admitting it, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like that's just been sort of baked into our upbringing and that life is a struggle and you just deal with it. And, and to your point about not talking about it, right. We just, we just are, and you just deal and don't make a big deal out of it, out of it. And if you do, that means you're weak in some way, right. That sort of thing. And so, and again, listeners out there would love to get your feedback on this. Is that something that you can relate to? Do you have, you know, additional comments you'd like us to expand on? Um, And so how do we, it's almost like become part of like who we are as a people. So how do you let go of that part, but then still maintain the strong connection to Fadu and Saudad and our, you know, our history and 
it's kind of a juxtaposition a little bit, you know, it's like, how do we move on from this depressive state, but still hang on to who we are? Yeah, I think it's a big, big issue for people. Yeah, I I definitely agree. It is a big issue. And I just want to just circle back to how you've mentioned the word salvage, right? Mm-hmm. What other culture has a word that has that exact definition, right? That yeah, it is none. Just, not that I know of, yeah. Right, and not that I know of, right? There's mm-hmm. This complete and genuine heartfelt longing, right? This This sad component of what it means to miss someone mm-hmm. and the fact that us as a culture we were like yeah we need a word for this because we feel so much longing and love and passion for this person for this place for this that we need a word that sort of encompasses that right mm-hmm. sending the message to our people that it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be longing and it's okay mm-hmm. to be depressed like that's who we are but i challenge that mm-hmm. and i said we can keep that level of passion and longing for someone or something or a place and still be able to do it in the right way, in, in less of a maladaptive way and mm-hmm. sort of embracing that our culture does have this component of it, but what doesn't get lost in our mental health. If anything, it's then fortified in our mental health because we're able to sort of combat that with all of these mechanisms and strategies to mm-hmm. do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You know, just just throwing a couple more stats, because what I want to I want to answer your question and my opinion of how I feel we can kind of get there as a collective is I think that it needs to start not only in America, but also in Portugal. Mm -hmm. Right. What does the mental health and well-being? What does our healthcare system look like? How are they supporting Mm -hmm. our Portuguese members? Mm -hmm. You know, do they have psychiatric sites? Yeah. Do they have clinics? Yes, absolutely. But I just know from my own experience of going to Portugal and the health system there, and this is not me saying anything negative about the health system because universal healthcare is something that can be very important and beneficial. However, there's less of an emphasis on mental health and more on sort of curing, right? Not even so much preventing uh, okay. mm-hmm. as it is, well, there's, there's a need, there's a cure. We're trying to look for the cure. But I challenge that and say, well, let's be a little bit more proactive and preventative instead. Mm-hmm. to really enforce the power of the Portuguese people. So I think, like I said, I think it's twofold. I think it needs to start with the Portuguese Americans here in America with getting information out, doing mm-hmm. podcasts like this, making mm-hmm. sure that our, our our people are informed about warning signs, where to get help, what resources are out there for them. And then I think it's also then speaking with Portugal, the you know their healthcare system and saying, this is a need, mm-hmm. this is important. Mm-hmm. So just to throw out a couple more stats, um, you know, according to the Society of Psychiatry and Mental Health, Portugal has Europe's second highest prevalence of psychiatric illnesses, right? Wow. Let yeah. that, right? Let, let that sink in for us. <laughs> the second highest prevalence of psychiatric illnesses. So what are we doing, right? So in further studies show that actually 57% of the Portuguese population presents a lot of uh, these psychological distress models. Going a little bit further, in a report by the Health at a Glance in 2019 for the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, Portugal is the fifth country in the OECD with the highest consumption of antidepressants. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> I, 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 well, the, and these are all stats. You know, everyone's doing that in secret, right? 
Right. <laughs> well, no exactly. We can't tell anyone. I, right. I went to the doctor today, but no specification on what yeah. kind of doctor, what am I doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And that's how it goes. But I will go on to say that the country's suicide rate in 2019 was 11.5 per 100,000 inhabitants of Portugal. So is that the highest it's ever been? Do that, you know, or? In this report, it doesn't specifically say it's the highest it's ever been, but mm-hmm. as a as a Portuguese person, as a Portuguese citizen, I would say that's pretty high. Eleven pretty high, yeah. out of a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty prevalent there. Mm-hmm. So I think that we really need to just educate the public, start these different health initiatives, because there's a lot of the previous generations it's going to be hard to get through to them, right? Because they're mm-hmm. just, they're used to their ways. They're used to how they were raised. They were used to, you sort of push it down and you keep going, you know? Like mm-hmm. I know my grandmother's cure-all is, did you take an Advil? Just take an Advil, you'll be fine. You know, with whatever it is, you know, you're not the first right. or last person to go through this. Just get over right. exactly situation. But in order to sort of eradicate some of the stigma, I think we need to educate the Portuguese community. And get and get that information out there. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think the the getting the information out there is always the challenge. And so I think that's where we rely on our listeners uh, or people that get our newsletters, or hopefully they're they're reading other Portuguese media, right? Uh, yeah. Whether it's a newspaper or listening to radio programs, that we, you know we get the information there, and then they're sharing it with family and friends. And not being ashamed to say, hey, I think this is important for all of us to, to be aware of. So, as you know, we need to wrap it up here pretty soon. But I'm curious mm-hmm. in your work in New Jersey, when there is such a strong Portuguese community in New Jersey, are you seeing, like, is there a particular mental health issue that kind of tops all others? Or is it kind of in line with what the US mainstream is experiencing? It's it's very closely related to what the as a whole America is experienced mm-hmm. is experiencing um, depression, PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, bouts of psychosis. But for the majority, I would say that the top would be depression, and mm-hmm. you know, that's that's all across the board. That's that's like everywhere in the United States, just about. And we're talking about also a time that's post COVID, right? There's everyone has had such a different experience when it came to COVID, but we all sort of have that one baseline experience of trauma, right? It was a traumatizing Mm -hmm. experience, regardless Mm -hmm. of if your family was impacted by it more so than others, right? There's a level of trauma because there was this pandemic, something that in our lifetime, in our parents' lifetime, maybe even our grandparents' lifetime, they didn't experience. They have Mm -hmm. no idea what that was like. And the whole country, the whole world was thrown into a panic. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are sort of forgetting that we all experience trauma at a different level. There is a spectrum, Mm -hmm. just like there is for mental health and various diagnoses. There's a spectrum. And I think that all we can do is do podcasts like this, do webinars, do information sessions, contact our local government contact, you know, our family members mm-hmm. and, and get the word out. And also, can we get more, more Portuguese people in mental health? Right. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. like well, there's more than there, there's more to the mental health field than just being a counselor. There's, 
There's social work. That's a component of the mental health. Like just in general well-being, we need right. to get more Portuguese men and women in the field of mental health and well-being so that we are normalizing it. It mm -hmm. is normal for you to go to a hospital and find at least one Portuguese speaking person there that can help your avon or your right. deep. You right. know, there right. it's just I think that that those are two parts, two, two really important components, getting the word out with information, et cetera, and then also getting more people in the field, mm -hmm. you know? Well, yeah. And because I feel like, you know, I've, I've said for a long time that, you know, we have a general family doctor, we have a dentist and we should have a mental health therapist, counselor, doctor, whatever, you know, yeah. we want, we want to call them, but we should have somebody that we that's just part of our circle of care that we check in with, you know, twice a year, more mm -hmm. if needed, but that there's a resource in place permanently to know that we, you know, if we're experiencing some depression or, or, you know, feelings that we're unfamiliar with, that we have mm -hmm. someone to talk to, as opposed to having to try and like, I don't even know who to talk to. Like, I don't even know where to go. You know, right, right. Um, so the fact that I think more people are becoming open to it, frankly, they're going to need more practitioners. So to your point about let's get more Portuguese Americans into this field, because then they also understand the cultural nuances. Exactly. So when someone comes to them from the Portuguese community, there's a bit of, oh, yeah, my Tia said the same thing, or my vovó yeah. used to always tell me I was perfeita or yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. like, I get it, I get it, I've heard it my whole life, but because I frank, I think, frankly, even though we joke about those things that our, you know, grandmothers and, and mothers used to tell us that all the time, that that had an impact on how we grew up. I mean, I was talking to some family members the other day, and it's like, all of us are insecure. Why are yeah. we all insecure? You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think the part of the big part of that was, you know, being told from the time I can remember that, hey, you don't yeah. need to eat that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And then, so. and then, and then we're sort of right. So let's say you're born in Portugal and raised there, and you're you're brought up with, you know, you should be humble. You, you know, mm -hmm. always these humbling critiques, right? Because they're mm -hmm. they they come from a place of love. That's mm -hmm. why I have to tell myself it's all from love, you know, because that's that's how it was. But then you're thrown into this American culture that is a little bit more uplifting, right? With a little bit more of a positive attitude, especially as it as it comes to child rearing. You know, having that that platform for your child to have a voice, to be mm -hmm. able to speak, to be able to come to you, and you're and you're there, and it's you know, I mean, we have gone into the culture of everyone sort of gets a trophy, which I don't, I can't say <laughs> I don't I agree with either. Yeah. Agree with, right. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I can see the positives of it. So, and that's another portion, right? Like you're mm -hmm. Portuguese American first generation, or you're coming to America for the first time being born and raised in America. And you're like, what is this shock? Like, why is everyone, are they fake? Like, and then we start thinking that everyone's just fake. Like nobody's, mm. nobody says these nice things. Nobody believes in me or supports but you know what? I think in our own community, we're able to sort of say, no, this is genuine and we're here to help yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a great introduction to the topic. I think that we will start to see more of these conversations happening, at least from the Palkas channel. Um, mm -hmm. So we will definitely be having you back, JM, and, and thank you for okay. reaching out and raising the issue. Um, and I think that's another important aspect here uh, for our listeners is that 
a lot of the topics of these conversations that we're having on podcast, people like JM are coming to us to say, hey, this is an important issue that we should talk about. Can I be on your podcast? Absolutely. So, you know, we are a national organization. And while we do our best to scan Facebook and LinkedIn and all the social channels to kind of see what's important and what should we be talking about, we also rely on members of the community to raise these kinds of issues to us or raise the topics to us to say, hey, did you know this is going on? We should really be talking about this. And then we are able to provide the platform. So please, please, please reach out to us if you have a topic you'd like us to address specifically around mental health so that we can, you know, whether we're talking about, uh, and it's also about like relationships too, mental mm-hmm. health and relationships, you know, parental relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, just the overall Portuguese family dynamic. <laughs> and how, again, how we can joke about it, but it does have some real repercussions for how you develop as an adult. And then, you know, how you interact in the workplace, how you interact with non-Portuguese people that may not understand why you're acting so weird. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. so I, I think it has real uh, repercussions for us in, in the real world and, and we should be addressing it. So um, thank you so much, JM. This is a great first conversation and I'm looking forward to having many more. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Angela. I, I really appreciate um, having the opportunity to to come on here and speak with you and to be able to get some information out there. And, you know, I would love to, to, you know, <laughs> to come back and, sure. and, you know, what I think would be really cool, even just getting some of the listeners to like send in messages, like, Hey, this situation happened. How do I go mm-hmm. about it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then we can address some questions like that. Ah, that'd be, that's a great idea. I think that um, would be cool. Yeah. In, in the meantime, where can our listeners find you if they wanted to reach out and, and talk to you? Do you, is there just a website or are you on social media? Yeah, I, I am on social media. I'm on LinkedIn and then I'm happy to give even just my email address, you know, to help with mental health um, services. So my direct email that I can be reached at any time is jdasilva, J-D-A-S-I-L-V-A at genpsych.com. So genpsych is spelled G-E-N-P-S-Y-C-H.com. So I'm happy Excellent. to help in any way I can. Excellent. We'll include that in the show notes as well. So people can just click on it and send you a message. So Perfect. Um, Thank you again, JM. This was amazing. And uh, we will be talking to you again very soon. And thank you everyone out there for listening to another episode of Tudo Português. If you enjoyed this episode and you think it was valuable, please give us a like, uh, subscribe to the channel, and more importantly, share this episode and share the channel with family and friends so that more people can be made aware of these kinds of issues and join in the conversation. And if you have some suggestions for topics or guests, please reach out to us at palcus at palcus.org. And finally, if you have a moment, please leave us a positive review on iTunes that will help more people discover this podcast channel. So thank you very much and até logo. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Tudo Português, a podcast production by Palcus, the only national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community. To learn more about Palcus, how to become a member, or to suggest a guest for our show, visit www.palcus.org or email us at palcus at palcus.org. <laughs>